What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. Welcome to another episode of Leverage Addict Podcast, where we explore the power of leverage in building wealth. I'm your host, Blandon, and in today's episode, we'll be diving deep into why leverage is this employee that you have access to, and he will always outwork you, and he can transform your wealth building journey. Now, the first thing is about understanding leverage first. Leverage is the practice of borrowing money to invest and generate a return. Now, traditional savings alone is not going to allow you to get to your financial goals. You need to invest. And leverage allows you to do that a lot faster and probably a lot easier as well. It's like having this powerful tool at your disposal, helping you maximize your investment's potential. Now, it's also important to note the goal shouldn't just be mortgage-free because you need to think about how you can be in position of becoming financially free. Because I've seen this too many times. I've talked to many, many families and they might just focus on being mortgage-free. They're like, nah, I'm just going to focus on paying off my mortgage. And the thing is, they will focus on this for one decade, two decades, because they'll upgrade their home every five years or so often. And by the time they're 50, they still got this mortgage and they're still trying to become mortgage free. But what really sucks is that they have very little investment for their retirements and they're wondering why. Now they kind of go on this panic mode. They're like, oh, I need to invest. I need to do something about my retirement. But now they have very little time to invest. So they have to take a much higher risk. Essentially, they focus on the wrong financial goals for like 20 years. I'm going to give you five reasons why you need to pay attention to this employee that you have called leverage and how you can get him to work for you a lot harder. The first idea is leverage allows you to arbitrage. Now, what is this word arbitrage? It's basically finding a narrow advantage where you can make money by putting in no money. With properties, you can borrow money from the bank at a lower interest rate and invest in an asset that gives you higher return. So for example, if you borrow money at 6%, you could invest it at 7%. So knowing that you can make 1%, why would you not do it infinitely? Because you'll be making money off someone else's money. Now, of course, you want to find assets that's going to allow you to earn you a lot more than just 1% because everyone kind of have this limited leverage that they have access to. So you should maximize that. Look for investments that's going to earn you a lot higher than the interest rate. So you can effectively earn free money and boost your overall investment gains. And I always want to remind you because even though we talk about capital gains at 7%, properties also gives you a return on cash flow, right? If you just invest like a three bedroom, it's going to give you like 4%. It's not going to be cash flow positive. So that means you'll be paying more money into that property every single week. But the upside is that you'll get capital gains. And I don't think that's the best way to invest because if you invest, the reason why is you're either getting very good capital improvement, meaning you can develop it in the future and make like a million dollars or you are cash flow positive on day one. You don't have to put in more money and you're getting the capital gains as a bonus. So if we bring this back to the equation of borrowing money at 6%, let's say you can buy a property that has 8% cash flow. It's going to pay for majority of everything. And then it's got an extra 6% capital gains. So now really you're making 6% more on the arbitrage. The second thing that you need to understand is that it will unlock your dead money. Now, if you have a property 
that you have built up significant equity on because you've had it for years and you've paid off the mortgage, you've been prudent with it, that equity is still going to go up in value, right? Because you hold on to the property, you've seen it, you hold it for 10 years, it's going to go up in value. But that equity is not working as hard as it can. Because you can go back to the bank and say, hey, can I borrow this money that is in my property for 6%? If you take it out and just buy what we talked about in the first point is like, well, we can find a cash flow positive property where you don't have to pay for any of the interest. And then all of the capital gains on that property is going to be absolute bonus. So leverage allows you to unlock that dead money that's sitting in your property that's doing very little. The third thing is that you can leverage for higher returns. If you buy an asset at 6% and you put in cash, let's say a million bucks, you're getting $60,000 on your million dollars, right? That's 6% return. But in a property, you don't have to come up with all of the cash. Let's say if you buy a million dollar property, you only have to put in some money. If you buy a million dollar property, you only have to put in 35% meaning you put in 350000 So you're still getting that $60,000 capital gains on that million dollars. But what happens is the money that you have put in is only 350000 So your return is not 6% because 60000 divided by 350 is 17%. You have essentially tripled your return because you're using leverage. Now, if you're buying a property 100% finance just using equity, your return is actually infinite, right? If you look at a mass equation, you put in nothing and you're getting $60,000 of capital gains because it's cash flow neutral, your return is infinite. Now, of course, that doesn't account for the opportunity cost because if you put that leverage in one property, you won't be able to put that leverage in another property. So you want to find a property that is going to be getting the best result for you long term. And that's why we always talk about learning as much as you can about property so that you can find the best asset that's going to give you the long term growth. The fourth thing that you need to pay attention to is that as you increase your income, your borrowing capacity increases as well. Meaning as your income grows, your leverage increases. Your access to leverage becomes even better, right? There's an argument like, well, I'm earning good money. I'm saving good money. Why would I want to borrow more? Well, here's the interesting thing, right? The bank will want to lend you more money because you've got good cash flow, meaning you can use more of their money to invest in other assets that's going to give you other income generating assets. So you can't outwork leverage because the return that you'll get on the asset that you're buying from your borrowing capacity is going to be significantly more than your hourly rate. The assets keeps working when you're sleeping. So it opens up this world of possibility for expanding your investment portfolio and achieving your financial goals significantly faster. The fifth is that leverage can actually pay you. Contrary to the most common misconception is that if you invest in property or leverage, you have to put in more cash flow, right? Leverage doesn't actually require any substantial commitment from you if you built up good equity, you can put it in positive cash flow assets. Now, just because you talk to some lady or some guy that says, hey, if you buy this property from a developer, you have to put in $300, $350 a week. And then over time, that asset's going to grow. You're going to pay off some of the principal. And then eventually, it's going to pay you money. That's not the representation of all investing. There are a lot of properties that you can buy that will be cash flow positive on day one. Now, understand, right? Interest rate have gone up. Regulations have changed. There's no tax deductibility 
on mortgage repayment. But just because the rules are changing, the game hasn't. So you just need to explore new strategies and capitalize on the current dynamics. You have to set up your investment in a way that fits with the current conditions, right? One simple thing is that, well, you don't actually have to pay down the principal on your investment. If it's cash flow positive, you would just leave it on interest only. And when you have more capital on hand that you can't really find a better investment opportunity, you can just pay a lump sum of that mortgage. Just because it's on interest only, it doesn't mean that you're not paying off the mortgage. And I want to give you a real life example, right? Because we've seen in the last 18 months, interest rate went from two and a half percent to six and a half percent. Of course, any normal person is going to be a little bit worried about their cash flow, maybe very worried. And instead of thinking about just selling a property and then paying off more debt, I thought about how I can add more cash flow positive properties into my portfolio. So at the end of the last year, I bought a multi-unit, including all of the renovation costs. It was 600000 Now I put in a small deposit of around 35000 and the rest came from the equity on my property portfolio. So my outgoings on this property is going to be the interest rate around 6%. On investments, I always fix long-term. So it's like 6%. So at the time, it was something like 5.99% for three years to five years. So why did I buy this multi-unit? Well, first of all, I could get interest deductibility on my mortgage repayment because I rented it out to a social housing. The advantage of a social housing contract is that contrary to most belief, it actually minimizes your maintenance costs because in the social housing contract, if there was any damage in the property, they have to fix that and then bring it back to the original state when they hand it back to you. The second most important thing is that I now don't have vacancy rate because there's a lease with a social housing provider who will rent it for one, two, three years. And if there's no tenants in it, they will still pay you. I also bought this property because it was a do-up. It was in very poor condition. I spent about 85,000 to renovate it and I got a valuation back at 700,000. So I've got instant equity of around 100,000 in the down market. It's not a bad result. But the most important thing is that I am getting 1380 per week. So 600,000 was all my costs, but I put in 35,000. So I only had like a $565,000 mortgage. 1380 per week means that I can pay for all of the expense and have some left over for that money to go towards another mortgage that I have. So overall, as soon as I make the decision, I'm better off financially because now my cash flow is stronger. In summary, don't be afraid of leverage because it's this employee everyone have access to It's about learning how you can maximize his work and his potential so that he can help you and your family's financial goals. Leverage should allow you to work smarter, not harder, and it empowers you to achieve exceptional result on your journey. So if you're not using leverage, this is the best thing you can do in 2023. Commit some time and learn how to use this powerful tool that's going to change the trajectory of your financial future. Thanks for listening. And if you have found value, please smash that like button and share it with one friend who will benefit from this episode. Until next time, I'll see you guys again.